Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome everyone to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser. This morning coming at you from the Fargo studios, looking outside. Have you looked outside, Rachel? The street is a whole bunch of dirt. They're digging it up. They're putting in new water, new everything. So it's uh, it's interesting. I had to do like a little uh, little drive around to, to try to try to get into the, the parking lot. It was interesting. But anyway, uh, Rachel, of course, is, is working the board. Thanks again so much, Rachel, for all you do. We have a great show planned for you today. But as always, we begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Gracious and loving God, on this feast of St. Anthony, Lord, we ask for his powerful intercession, Lord. Help us to be docile to the Spirit. Help us to be open to what you want us to do. We ask a special blessing over our guests and their missions that you've given them, Lord. Each one of us has a special mission from you that only, only we can fulfill. Impress that upon our hearts. Give us the desire to follow you and not be distracted by all the myriad of things that want our attention, that want our money, that want everything we have. Help us to be totally focused on you. And we ask the intercession of the most powerful one that you created, Lord, our Blessed Virgin Mother, and her powerful intercession, her ability to stay totally focused on you, to say yes to you as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of love and life, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome again, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser. We have a wonderful guest, a prolific author, Anthony Stefano, is with us. Anthony, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. It's my name day, my feast day, St. Anthony. That is, so. That's right. We t- just right. prayed about the feast of St. Anthony. And did I get your last name right, Anthony? You did. Oof. Nobody ever does. You <laughs> did. Fantastic. It, it's amazing. Well, that you, you're telling it to me about 10 times right before we started. <laughs> Helped a lot, you know. No. <laughs> so anyway, well, Anthony, this is great. Um, and I know you've been on our, uh, our some of our radio programs before, but for those that, that don't know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to, uh, to the place you are in your life right now. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm uh, an author of uh, uh, mainly uh, Christian nonfiction books uh, uh, and, and fiction books for children, adults and children. My first book was uh, called The Travel Guide to Heaven, and it was published back in 2003, so that's 20 years ago. 20 years ago. I'm 57 now. Um, so that means I didn't get started writing books till I was 37, which is which pretty late for an author. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I had prayed a long, long time in my life to be a published author. It was one of my big prayers. But but once uh, God said yes to that to that prayer, which was kind of unexpected, the ideas haven't stopped and the books haven't stopped since then. So I've I've got about 26, 27 books now in the last uh, 20 years. So I'm I'm I I, I was. 
praying just to be an author of one book. I would have been happy to be one book. God, uh, uh, being a, uh, a God of abundant life, of course, has blessed me with abundance. Yeah, you, you got to watch what you ask for, in other words, right? I mean, we yes. pray for a but, but isn't that great? You know, it's amazing how God opens those doors. Right? You pray and you pray, and, and I'm sure you were saying, okay, Lord, you know, this is really upon my heart. You know, how, how do you want to fulfill it? Is, do you want to fulfill it in the way I think? And boy, as you mentioned, God just abundantly blesses. That's such a great story. And of course, even later in life, as you mentioned, that that's wonderful, Anthony. Well, Anthony, that, Thank you. Uh, we might be able to talk about your children's books a little bit later, because my, my son and I actually have three of my, our family does, and we go through them, but we'll save that for later if we have time. Let's okay. talk about your new book, which is uh, 30 Days to Your New Life. Just tell us a little bit about the inspiration for this book. Sure. Well, you know, the inspiration is simple. So many people out there are struggling with unhappiness and misery and loneliness. Uh, they just seem to be lost and confused. Uh, there's so much suffering in the world. Um, you know, and I've always, well, I've always been an advocate of the personal development industry. I'm for anybody who can help alleviate suffering and, you know, get people off their butts to change their <laughs> lives for the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I've realized that there's a serious limitation with these self-help programs. I've taken a lot of them myself over the years. They work for a while, but the results are always temporary. You know, mm-hmm. when life really hits you with a two-by-four, then all those self-help programs kind of break down. And the reason is they focus too much on self and not enough on God and His plans for us, like you were saying in your prayer. They focus too much on self-help and not enough on God's help. And that's the big trap of the self-help industry. You can use all these personal development principles and become very, very successful, but you could still end up being miserable. Just look at all those Hollywood movie stars um, who wind up committing suicide and spinning out of control. But the other point, though, is that it works in the opposite direction, too, with spiritual people. So many people are overly spiritual, and they think that all they have to do is pray, and God is just going to miraculously wave a magic wand and solve all their problems. They don't realize the truth of that old saying that God helps those who help themselves. And the personal development movement has discovered some very useful tools for dealing with the problems and the stresses of life. And what I wanted to do was take the, the best of these, of these worlds and combine the two. I wanted to write a book that utilized the very best self-help principles, but balanced them and corrected them with orthodox, traditional Christian principles. Uh, there are other books out there that try to do that, but usually they're very New Agey or, or Protestant, and they don't go anywhere near the sacraments, say. But my book isn't like that. I, I, I love that it's been described as uh, Tony Robbins meets Thomas Aquinas. That's, that's, exactly, uh, mm. that, that's exactly my dream right there. I love to, it. To be mentioned in the same breath with Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. So and, that's why. Sure, sure. That's great. We're talking with Anthony Stefano about his new book, um, 30 Days to Your New Life. That's very interesting. As you're talking, Anthony, I'm just thinking, of course, the reason you talked about balance between both. We're body, soul, unity, right? We're matter and spirit. And if we really, can we say, overemphasize either one with neglecting the other, we're not going to be happy. And of course, as you and I both know, we want more than temporary happiness. We want everlasting joy, right? And we're not going to find it here on earth. I'm not made for this earth, right? But we're still alive and living in it. So I love the fact that you are working to help us get through this as well as we can. And I got to tell you, I love the subtitle to your book because in my mind, it, it, it combines that body, soul, unity. You say that the subtitle is um, a guide to transforming yourself from head to soul. See, there's the body and the soul. And I love that. Tell us a little bit about that inspiration. 
Well, you know, I mean, I'm a student of theology and history of Christianity, and I'm well aware of all the heresies over mm-hmm. the years. Especially at the beginning, there were people who did try to over-spiritualize Christianity and make it all about the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's a heresy, because God became a human being. He became a, 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 a person. Uh, and and Jesus Christ uh, was fully go- fully God, but also fully man. And so there's nothing wrong with the flesh. Some people think the flesh is evil, and and that's spawned, as I said, a lot of heresies. But the flesh is not evil; it's fallen, and there's a big difference. And so, yes, someday in heaven, after the resurrection, we're not meant to be angels floating around the sky. We were never meant to be angels. Someday after the resurrection, we're going to have bodies back, glorified bodies. And so when we see uh, our loved ones in heaven, we're not going to be seeing ghosts. We're going to be able to, you know, uh, run up to our mother or our father or people who we haven't seen in years and hug them and kiss them and feel the warmth of their skin and, and hear their voices again. Our, very, our religion is very incarnational, and that's a beautiful thing because it enables us to enjoy nature and enjoy all the beauty of God's creation without making the mistake of the pantheists and the New Agers of worshiping nature. We, we can enjoy nature and take great pleasure and delight in nature and in our bodies, but without ever making idol, them into idols. We don't worship them. We worship the, their creator. So true. Talk with Anthony DiStefano about his latest book, um, 30 Days to Your New Life. You know, so many great things there. You see, Anthony, you know, that's it, the Manichaeans, right? Spirit, good, body, bad. Get rid of it, right? And, and you know, yes. Jesus redeemed us by his flesh, in and through his flesh. He gives us his flesh in the Eucharist. Yeah, amen. You keep preaching it. Let's get back to the book, though. I love the fact that you mentioned that people are overwhelmed, and boy, I can relate. And we just need to simplify, right, and just take some things down. Can just, just give us a few simple tips, Anthony, about something people can do you know, immediately, or at least very soon, to help take control of their lives. Sure. Well, the whole book is about this, but in terms of giving like a quick list, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's, it's a question, it's, and people know these things, they're obvious, but yeah. it's not a yeah. question of knowing what to do, it's a question of doing what you know. Mm-hmm. Number one is you've got to put God first. And I mean that very literally, that when you get up in the morning, the very first thought you have as you're moving from that world of dreams to the world of the living, okay, should be to offer up some kind of a prayer to God, whether it's an Our Father or the beautiful morning offering that we have. Okay, there used to be an old saying, too, called, no Bible, no breakfast, no Bible, no bed. Mm-hmm. Put God first, and he'll put you first. That's, the, that's a practical thing. First thought in the morning to God. Second thing is, you've got to move. Emotion and emotion are connected. There's a body-mind-spirit connection, as you said. And uh, you've got to be moving. So many people live sedentary lives. And if you live a sedentary life, you live an unhappy life. Moving, just shaking your body out, taking 15, 20, uh, 30 minutes a day to walk. It's like taking off dark sunglasses and seeing all the color and sunshine out there. It's invigorating. When you start moving... You release endorphins, and, and, and chemical changes result that make you able to think clearer, and they lighten, it lightens your load emotionally and puts you in a position to deal with your problems better. You've got to move. Third, very important, you've got to harness the power of momentum. If you feel overwhelmed by problems right now, you don't have to binge trying to solve them. You don't have to fix everything that's wrong at once. All right? It didn't take you uh, a day to amass all your problems, and it's not going to take you a day to fix them. Okay, people get overwhelmed and it paralyzes them. The key to effective action is to take small, steady actions consistently in every area of life. And you know what? This is, this is very spiritual, too, because God started small. 
he didn't just he didn't just become the Jesus we know. He started as a little baby in a small manger. And if God started small, if he thought he should start as a little baby, well then why shouldn't we start with baby steps as well? Uh, and then the, uh, another thing we could do is to start cleaning up the messes in our life. God is a God of order. From the very beginning of the Bible to the end, we see him separating light from darkness and land from the sea. Uh, when Jesus rose from the dead, you know, they found his, his burial cloth that covered his face neatly rolled up in a corner. People don't think of this, but what it means is that the very first thing Jesus Christ did when he rose from the dead was to tidy up, to tidy up his tomb. <laughs> It's an interesting insight, but it's very important. God is a God of order. So no matter how many, how many problems you have or how big your problems, you, you've got to make your bed in the morning. You've got to clean your desk, clean up your computer screen, little by little, and eventually your head will clear. Always remember that. Cleanliness is next to godliness. And the final thing I could say that's a quick thing, and again, it's an obvious thing, is you've got to tap into the power source of the universe. You've got to exercise true love. Love is the most abused, confused, overused word in the, human, in, the, in the language. But it's about doing things for other people, doing what's best for the other people. So if you're having problems yourself, if you're feeling overwhelmed, find somebody else who's in a worse situation than you and help them. It might seem, it might seem counterintuitive because you think you have too many problems to go around helping other people, but it works. If you help those people who are suffering more than you, God's going to help you more. Amen. We're talking with Anthony DiStefano about his new book. You know, these things you're saying, my spiritual director, my wife, my son, uh, all have touched on these. So I, I, I'm getting it from all sides. So it's, it's got to be good. I love it. I love what you say. Don't just, you know, you know what to do, but do what you know. That is so good. Slow and steady. Anthony, before our break, just tell us a little bit. A lot of people, you know, set goals. They set these resolutions. Give us a few guidelines and tips for, for doing those things. Well, you said something very important during your prayer before. You said that, you know, you've got to take God into account. First of all, you need to have goals. That's something the personal development industry has said, and it's right. Why? Because how in the world are you going to hit a target if you don't have a bullseye? You yep. got, goals give you a bullseye to shoot for. You've got to do that. But you have to also understand that, that uh, if you have a dream, a dream to be an actor or an author or a movie star or a sports star, your dreams are not necessarily your destiny. Your destiny is the dream that God has for you. It's the, it's the dream that will give you fulfillment because it's what God wants for you. For you. God invented you. He created you. He knows it's going to make you happy. So as you will go about the process of, of, of setting your goals and taking all the steps necessary to achieve them, you also have to be praying every day for discernment so that you will be led to the proper goal. And so, again, it has to do with taking God into, into account. So true. Talk about Anthony DiStefano. So many great things. And yes, coming back to, I, I know you do it, prayer, right? We've got to be talking and listening. Be in the school of silence to hear what God has to say to really fulfill our lives. We're only half done. When we come back after the break, we'll continue. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. 
Spring brings the promise of new beginnings. The season reminds us that a new life is always around the corner. We can take inspiration from this and create a little spring of our own by remembering a life that was dear to us. A memorial gift of cash or property is a wonderful way in which to perpetuate the memory of a loved one. Please let us know about a person or persons you would like to remember and the best way we can honor them. For more information, please call Mike at 701-290-4503. Hi, this is Ben Frost from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I work with adult evangelization. I'm also a father of five children. And for me, I'm just so blessed to have Real Presence Radio in our area because the reality is, is life gets very busy. Uh, the many blessings of working in the church and also raising five children and being a husband. But sometimes I just need times to refuel and to just be present to the Lord. So for me, it's just such a blessing to go into my car in the busyness of my day and to turn on Real Presence Radio. And it really renews me. It fills me with the Holy Spirit and helps me to be a better father, helps me to be a better husband, and it helps me to be a better worker for our church. So I'm just very blessed that we have Real Presence Radio and we continue just to pray for the Lord's blessings and support for all of their amazing work. listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser coming at you from the Fargo Studios, the mothership downtown Fargo with street repair going all over. Don't they say, Rachel, there's two seasons in North Dakota? It's uh, winter and uh, street repair or road repair? Yeah, I think that's what they say. That's the old thing. Hey, we're having a great talk with Anthony Stefano here today about his latest book, 30 Days to Your New Life. Anthony, a couple of things you said before the break really, really got me. You had those basically five quick little steps to do. And I love my wife and son and I, we just have such a great time. So I'm 61 years old. I got a six-year-old son. You know, my wife's a little, little bit younger than I am. So anyway, I'm not going into that story, how God did that. But we always say it's fun to run. You know, you said move and motion. It's so true, right? There's that spirit-body connection. And so it, it's really amazing. And so he loves running. And we, we have soccer set up in the backyard. It's doing great. We talked also about being in order. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of a cluttered person. I'm a clean person, right? But I'm, I'm kind of cluttered. And that bothers my wife a little bit. So my wife was working last weekend and my, my son and I, we tidied up the living room and his, and his bedroom. And, room, and my, my son even says, are we tidying up? Mommy's going to love this. And it's so true. She came back. This You could just see the relaxation. She just said, wow, I'm now in a place that has more order and I can be more at peace. Again, this, this is just uh, concrete examples of these principles you're stating, Anthony. Yes, yes, they work. They really work. They sound, they seem small, but that's how you, you build momentum, by starting small. Yeah, so true. And, and like with our house, we're just doing it one room at a time, you know, because I was overwhelmed. She says, Tim, let's do one room at a time. It's like, oh, that's, that's a good idea. Okay, hey, you know what? So we, we talked about goals and setting goals and how important they are. I was a college uh, volleyball coach for over 30 years, so I know the importance of goal setting and, and you know, in, intermediate goals as well. But you have uh, three big things that are really important uh, for setting goals and taking action. Why don't you share that with our listeners, please? Well, sure, for taking action, and it's very, 
very hard to generalize because everybody is coming at this from, with different problems, different goals, different mm-hmm. everything. Sure. The most, but three things, and they could really serve as life principles for everyone. And, and again, they're very, very simple. In every situation you find yourself in, whether it's at work, in family, in a, in a friendship, in a business, even in everyday conversation, insofar as it's possible, always be the person who adds the most value. Okay, remember, Christ said that anyone who wants to be the first must be the last and the servant of all. So he knew what he was talking about. Therefore, always be the person who tries to give the most. Always be the one who contributes the most. Always be the person who tries to love the most. If you do that, the people around you, even the ones who are jealous or against you, they're going to help take you to the new level, to the next level, to the place you need to be, the place you're supposed to be. The second point is in order to be the person who adds the most value to every situation, obviously you have to be working on yourself every day, right? And doesn't that make sense that to give the most, you have to have the most. Therefore, you should always be trying to increase your knowledge about different subjects, uh, always trying to discipline yourself, always trying to control your negative emotions, always trying to be more appreciative and cheerful and humorous, all of that stuff. It's like a great chef always has to be sharpening your knives. Okay? You don't have to do all of this at once, as I said. This is something you do little by little, step by step. Uh, consistently. The bottom line is you shouldn't waste so much money on, on things. You probably have too many things already. <laughs> Instead, spend your money on ways to improve yourself so that you can better assist others, and then you, can become, be, you really can become the person who gives the most. Third, and most importantly, is what we were speaking about before. I can tell you with 100% certitude that if you're praying constantly for God's guidance, the same God uh, who you're praying to is going to inspire you with the best possible action steps to take to achieve your objectives. Remember, God made the universe and everything in it. So when you're in union with God, you're in union with the source of all creative power. You're actually tapping into creative uh, genius. A human brain connected to God is like a giant supercomputer. So if the goals you set are in line with what God wants for you, then when you ask him uh, what direction to go, he's going to give you the answer. Mm, those are, I, I'm going to call them the big three. That's so good. Like you said, I, I love this, Anthony, uh, because uh, you, like you said, it's, it's, there's not deep things that, that, that people are, wow, I've never heard that before, which I think is so good because people are sitting there going, I can do that. You are giving us a way to, and a step-by-step way to say, this is something anyone can do. And let's just start taking one step at a time. I love that. I love that. Now, 30 days. Let's talk a little bit about that, Anthony. Um, you, you say a 30-day system. Talk yeah. about why 30 days and, and, and how you encourage people to go about this. Well, it's, uh, every chapter in this book is meant to be read uh, uh, one chapter a day. So okay. it's not a big reading burden. And mm-hmm. the reason why I wanted it to be a 30-day, I felt very strongly it had to be a 30-day program, was because I wanted to take advantage of one of those principles I, I, I gave before, this power of momentum. Mm-hmm. harnessing the power of momentum. You remember a jet that's taking off on a runway. It doesn't immediately take off. It goes slow at first. Uh, when, a, when a jet applies full throttle, it's going so slow someone could outrun the jet. But in a little while, the jet's going so fast that it takes off. That's the same principle for us. The trip, that first trip to the gym is always torture. <laughs> the second trip is a little bit easier. The third trip is easier still, and by the fourth trip, you're raring to go. Nothing can stop you, even if it's snowing and raining outside. That's the power of momentum. And by breaking this program into 30 days, giving people something small and, sh- and easy to do every single day, by the time we're in the middle of the book, by the time we're at the end of the book, we're already doing bigger and harder things, and you're already, hopefully, by the end of the, by the, end of the book, raring to go. So you're starting small, building slowly, uh, and, and then the progress won't stop 
with such depressing regularity as it does, uh, you know, when you when you don't harness the power of momentum. Mm. Otherwise, if you don't do this, then life is just a roller coaster with a series of phases that we go through. And we and I don't want this book to to be that way. Mm. So good, great advice. You know, Anthony, as you're talking, and I can't help but think of because we're forming habits, right? Forming habits. I can't help but think of holy habits, virtues. Isn't this how we build a virtuous and godlike and holy life as well? Yes, absolutely. It's 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 the same principle. You you don't go out and become a saint overnight. Uh, there's too many forces. You know, first of all, we've got a, a, a gravity that's pulling down on us called concupiscence. Mm-hmm. This a gravity that's been pressing on, pulling us down since the fall of man. You've also got evil. You've got evil out there. Obstacles out there in the in the form of uh, not only people who are against us, uh, but also the real demons and the devil. Who, who, who want to destroy us. So it's very, very hard work uh, to improve ourselves. It's hard work to improve our habits uh, and, uh, to, to, to be saintly, holy people. So we have to be smart when we try to do this. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, like I said before, life is just going to come with a two-by-four and knock us out. And the way to do that is to build up our muscles slowly and steadily. Mm-hmm. You know, Anthony, I cannot but think also about having a good partner, with, whether it's a spouse or a friend. Some of me, I would encourage people to get a couple books, right? Share it with a friend and, and maybe go through this together because having that accountability and that help, right, it can also help us to stay on track, right? I think so, and I wrote this book with the idea of maybe it being used on retreats as mm-hmm. well with groups of people and prayer groups and, and, and parishes uh, in families, especially I thought of, about this book as a gift to young people, young people, those mm-hmm. millennials, the Generation X, Generation Y. They need a strong, clear voice. Uh, they need to be preached this message without having it seem like it's being preached you know, by uh, you know, some evangelist. You know, they, they, you, they need to have the common sense and the science that I put in this book and the tough talk, uh, but at the same time combined with the, the deeply spiritual principles. So, so yes, I, I hope that people share this book with others. Wonderful. Again, talking with Anthony Stefano. Anthony, you spoke about love a little bit earlier, and, and, and that, that word is thrown around so much. Why don't you, let's come back and make sure let's hone in on that a little bit. Love, happiness, joy. Talk about that a little bit for our listeners again. Sure, I, I said this before, but you know everybody. Everybody thinks love is all you need. You know, mm-hmm. love is the most. All abused. you need is love. That's right. The Beatles said it. Absolutely. The, the, the Bible said it too. <laughs> yeah. But love is the most abused, confused, misused, and overused word in the English language. In the English language, love means one thing and one thing only. It means sacrifice. It means self-giving. Love means doing what's best for the other person, not yourself. Like Christ taught the night before he died, "This is my body." given up for you. That's what love is. That's the meaning of life. The, the famous you know, line from John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, uh, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's what love is and nothing else. And if you practice it, if you practice that kind of love, not the kind of love that's, that's shown in the movies or TV uh, or the media, then it really does have the power to lead you to peace and happiness. And the reason is that uh, if you love the way God loves, you're, and you give every bit of yourself, then you're plugging yourself into the very substance of God, because God is love. So when you practice love, you're tapping into the power source of the universe, and that is going to have a transformational effect on your life, in every area of your life. That's why the greatest symbol of love is not, not a wedding ring or a heart, uh, but the cross. When you imitate Christ, he's going to start performing miracles in your life, 
and it will give you peace and joy that transcends understanding, as the Bible says, and eventually it will give you heaven, too, in the next life. Amen. So well put, Anthony. Gift of self, right? Gaudium et spes, right? Man can only find himself by making a sincere gift of himself. Yes, that is so true. That is right on St. John Paul II. I think it's a plotting up in heaven there. You keep going, Anthony. I love that. Anthony, we've got a couple minutes left here. See, I just, I just have to share a little personal story here as well. So I talked about our almost six-year-old son. I, he, he can read just proficiently, by the way. I'll make mistakes and he'll correct me, Dad. That's, that's not the right word. It's like, you know, this is a five-year-old kid, you know, multisyllabic words. But anyway, we have three of your books, The Puppy That No One Wanted, The Beggar and the Bluebird, The Donkey That No One Could Ride. And I love these because in my, you know, I think the theme of basically all of these is here's someone or something or a creature that no one wants is no good to anyone. And yet God raises them up. So just like God can raise up lowly people, right? People that are quote unquote lowly because everyone is precious. Maybe talk a little bit about the inspiration behind those children's books and the message you want to get across. Sure. Well, I've got, believe it or not, I've got 18 children's books mm -hmm. right now. A lot of children's books, and some of them um, are even sort of more well-known than the ones that you mentioned, mm -hmm. books like Little Star, and you did mention The Donkey That No One Could Ride, but the, Our Lady's Wardrobe and, and, and books like that. Uh, I'm more well-known for children's books, I think, than even for my adult books. And yes, there is a, con a theme in all of them, and it ties into being a child. You know, you have to be a child to enter into the to the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said. And we're all, you know, not only are our children little, but we're all little in the sight of God. And uh, many times we feel uh, afraid because we're little. We're afraid of everything. We're afraid for our, because of financial problems. We're afraid because of our, uh, for our kids. We're afraid of, of the drugs and crime. Most of all, we're afraid that we just don't have what it takes to make it through our problems. And this is true for adults, and it's true for children. And the point of these books is to show that when you connect yourself to God, when you're in union with God, then you can overcome all the problems that you have in life, no matter how little you are, no matter how unloved you are, no matter how insignificant you are, because you're plugging in, again, uh, to the power source of the universe. Wonderful. Anthony Stefano. So the new book comes out June 20th. Can you get everything on Amazon? Just search for you, and you can get it? Is that how there it goes? And we, like, we, do, we always like to patronize our Catholic bookstores out there, but it's available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, everybody's got it. Sounds good. Up next, a Catholic musician. We'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 